You know, I love this uh, series that we're in on um, just speaking into our vision. And I love that our vision is all about transform lives. You know, I first walked into C3 when I was 19. 19. And then uh, it took us three years. We were actually in an Anglican church at the time. And then we felt the call to come permanently to C3 at the age of 22. So C3 has been my home. And C3 has been part of my family. I've been part of the family of C3 for 33 years. And I'm a transformed woman because I planted myself in this house. And I've been involved, my husband and I, in 28 vision builders. It is just part of who we are. Every week we tithe and every week we also put into um, our vision builders commitment because we believe in the vision of this church and because of that we give. And so today I want to just talk into the care aspect of our vision. But I want to share with you firstly that Jesus, while he was here on earth, gave two very powerful directives to the disciples. And uh, this was the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. How many of you have heard of these? The Great Commission and the Great Commandment. Now, the Great Commission he actually gave just, he, he, he had died for us, he had resurrected, he was just about to be ascended. And these were his final words to the disciples. And it's been um, termed, these final words, as the Great Commission. And I believe wholeheartedly they weren't just to the disciples uh, that were alive then. They were to each and every one of us. So Matthew 28, it says here, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. We saw pictures of baptism just then. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So the Great Commission is go. Go into all the earth and preach the good news. And this really captures the first two elements of our vision, which is reach and build. And that each and every one of us are called to share the good news of Jesus with whoever, wherever. We're called as a church to plant locations across Sydney. We're called as a movement to plant churches in across the whole world and we're called as a church to plant do college so we're into reaching and we're into building but I want to also just share about the great commandment and this commandment is found in Matthew chapter 22 verses 36 to 39 and uh, a Pharisee came up to Jesus and asked him a question and he asked him he the question he said teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. And you know, it's interesting that word second doesn't mean like second in priority. It means just the same as. Just the same as you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I think the whole part of our vision builders care part is motivated by the great commandment that we will love our neighbor. And that when we love our neighbor, it's actually an expression of our love for God. 
Uh, let's have a look at another scripture, Hebrews 13, verse 16. It says this, And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Now, in a moment, I'm about to go through some of the care initiatives that we do as a church. But I think it would be really sad today, church, if we thought, oh, all the care that I need to do, the church does. Or this is, happens in programs that the vision builders do. When I share today about this heart for caring, I want you to catch it because we all need to be doing this. It can't just be a church program that we do. You know, I absolutely loved, where's Tony? Just give me a wave. I, I, oh, you're taking your jacket off. I loved the story of Tony, from Tony today. Just he, he carries the heart of loving your neighbour. And this is what we need to all embody as a church, that we do this day in, day out, not just thinking, oh, this, the church is doing it, or we have a program. No, this is, we're, we're all doing this together. So this Hebrews 13 says this, and don't forget to do good. That's interesting. I think sometimes we can forget. In the bu busyness of life, it's not always on our radar to do good and to share with those in need. I think if you were to summarize what practical caring is, it's sharing. Caring is sharing. You know, Alex is very good with his little language, isn't he? Here's one from me. Caring is sharing. <laughs> is that good, Alex? Caring is sharing. It's doing good. And uh, I love this. These are sacrifices that please God. I could just imagine whenever we do something, like Tony's story. I love that your daughter saw the, the gentleman. And I, I, I can just see God smiling when the daughter saw it and then you, you both as a family went down. It pleased God, something warmed in God's heart when we do something for another person, when we love our neighbour, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I was pondering as I wrote this about who loves to be on the receiving end of someone caring for them? Who loves a practical kindness being given to you? Just give me a wave. I reckon each and every one of us love to be, to be, to be loved on. <laughs> and I thought, what's What's been some practical kindness, kind expressions over me in the last few weeks? And I, I thought, just during the week, I was at work, I was busy, and Pastor Phil's PA, Sue Moreland, she said, Manda, can I, can I buy you a coffee? And I just went, oh, Sue, that's so kind. <laughs> kindness, little. I was... Um, Pat and I received a beautiful gift from all the location pastors in the last maybe 10 days for a, a night out to a hotel just to say thanks, kindness, beautiful. A few weeks ago, I was on my bike and I fell off. Who loves that when you fall off your bike? And uh, I got this graze all up my leg and I was all shaky. I actually was crying. I don't know what it is, but... Whenever I fall over, I burst into tears because I think it's a bit of a shock thing for my body. So I'm sitting on the pathway crying and an old lady comes up to me. <laughs> Normally it's the other way around, but this beautiful old lady comes up and says, oh dear, are you all right? Come back to my house and have a cup of tea.
tea uh, until, you, until you arrive. And I just felt like loved by her kindness. And so sometimes it's just the little things, isn't it, that bless us. Let's have a look at another scripture. 1 John 3.17 says this. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. You know, showing care is a tangible expression of our love for God. But it's also a tangible expression of God's love in us and our love for others. You know, I believe that a, a simple way of remembering what care is all about is that we have eyes to see, a heart that feels, hands to act, and faith that moves. Can you say this with me? Because then you'll remember it. Eyes to see. Heart to feel, hands to act, faith that moves. That, to me, is what practical caring is all about. Let me read this scripture in the Good News Version because it looks at it slightly different. It always starts with, with seeing. It says, see, a brother or sister is in need. See. And then it says, but, sh but shows no compassion. So let's look at it in the good news. It says this, if we are rich and see others in need, yet close our hearts against them, how can we claim that we love God? Wow, I read this somewhere, wow. You know, at every moment when there's a need, you can either open your heart or you can close your heart. Open your heart with compassion, with pity, with generosity, with love, or you can close it with too busy, selfishness, couldn't be bothered, whatever. Pat and I actually lived in the Philippines for two years, and I know what it felt to have a closed heart. Because whenever I walked down the street just to go to the shop, there was beggar after beggar after beggar. And to be quite honest, my heart shut down to the need because the need was so great. And sometimes when the need is so great, then you can get, you can get like blasé or you can get cold to need. But here God is asking us to open our heart, to see need that's around us and to step in and to act. You know, the other day I was on my bike again. This time I didn't fall off. Who thinks that's good? <laughs> I was biking to DY. And this time I actually passed... Um, two ladies, they were probably in their 60s and they were sitting on a brick wall and I biked past them and I was riding so fast, <laughs> not, but biked past them and I went, oh that lady's crying and the other lady was kind of, had her arm around her being compassionate and I biked past and I thought, should I stop? And I thought, nah, I've got things to do, shut heart. And then I felt the Holy Spirit say, go back and see if she's okay. So I turned my bike around. Who, who knows that feeling? When there's a moment where you, can, where you can respond with your heart open. I turned back and I went up to her and I said, are you okay? 
do you need some help? And she had actually fallen off her bike and had a broken, uh, uh, she'd hurt her arm and was nursing it. And I thought, I can help you by ringing Pat to get your bike home and take you home or whatever. But she said, it's, it's okay, we've rung people. And I said, well, can I pray for you? And just there and then, I just asked the Holy Spirit to very beautifully and peacefully come in. And because she was quite, she was in shock like me when I felt <laughs> fell over. And I just prayed the love of God to come in. And I asked that Jesus would heal her arm. And so in that moment, I didn't close my heart. I responded in a positive way. And I believe the love of God that we have in us, we have it because God is love. You know, I love when Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. And God said, okay, I'll show you your, my glory. Come and hide over here and I'll, I'll pass by you. And you know what passed by was God's faithfulness, God's kindness. But also what passed by was his compassion. And part of who God is, is that he is loving and he is compassionate. In the Bible, I did a little bit of a study on Jesus and how often he was moved with compassion. And I love this word or this, this kind of grouping of words, moved with compassion. Because there's two aspects of compassion. And I think Tony actually in his story when he started to well up with tears shows us that first and foremost, when you're moved with compassion, you're moved with emotion, that something actually wells up on the inside of you where you feel sorry, where you feel pity for the person in need. But moved with compassion does not stop with just emotion. Moving with compassion finishes with moved with action because when you have compassion, you actually want to help relieve um, what that person is going through. Many years ago, I heard Pastor Phil preach on compassion. And what he said, it's never, it, uh, it's never left me. He said these words, Jesus never sat just in compassion. He never just sat in emotion of compassion. He used the emotion of compassion as a springboard to action. He used um, compassion as a springboard to perform miracles. Do you like that, Brett? <laughs> Let me share with you the compassion of Jesus. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion. But Jesus didn't just sit in compassion. He did something. It's, it's, he, Jesus felt compassion, so he did something. He had eyes to see. He had a heart to feel. But then he had hands to act. And he had faith that moved. So with the crowd, he saw many who were sick and oppressed. So he healed and delivered them. He saw that many were like sheep with a shepherd and needed leadership and guidance. So he taught them many things. He saw that many were harassed and helpless. So he sent out workers into the harvest. He saw that the crowd had been with him for three days and they were hungry. So he performed a miracle of the breaking of the loaves and fed 5,000. He had compassion on individuals. He saw two blind men who shouted out for mercy. So he touched their eyes and they received their sight. 
Jesus walked into his friend's house, Simon Peter, and saw his mum-in-law sick in bed with a fever. So he laid hands on her and healed her. Who thinks this is good news? Jesus doesn't just look, and, but he acts. He does something. He was walking on the, along a road one day, Jesus, and saw a funeral procession and a grieving widow and a mum. So he leaned into the coffin and said to the young man who had died, Arise, and he was raised from the dead. He saw a man tormented by demons, so, so aggressive. He was so tormented that he was naked and aggressive, and so he set him free. I love this one. Even on the cross while he was dying, he had compassion. He had compassion for the guy next to him on the other side of the cross, and he saw his mum grieving and had compassion upon her and asked John, his friend, to look after her. I love the compassion of Jesus. One of my favourite stories that Jesus shared is the um, parable of the Good Samaritan. And uh, in this story, we see a person who's just on a journey, just walking, a little bit like me on my bike, walking from one place to another, and some robbers come and beat him up, strip him bare, and, and steal some things from him. And he's lying in a vulnerable state, probably had a few tears like I did when I fell off my bike. He's lying vulnerable and two people walk by him, two people who should have known better. One was a priest and one was a Levite. And it says this, just imagine the table was the, was the, young, the, the man who was beaten and bruised. They walked past and they actually walked to the other side of the road. Who's done that before? Ah, I can't cope with this one. I'm going to actually veer away. Whereas a man called a Samaritan man, and Samaritans and Jews don't normally interact. But that day, the Samaritan saw the man, went and got down on his knees and used the things that were in his bag to bring healing to this man, to sh brought compassion to this man. He not only saw the man and his heart felt, actually says in the story that he felt pity and he, 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 he um, acted in compassion. It says that he um, put bandages around his wounds. Now, I, I don't reckon you've got bandages in your back pocket. I don't know about you, but I don't carry a bandage in my backpack. So I, I can imagine he ripped off his shirt and ripped it up and, 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 and caused him to, to come together. He had a bit of wine in his backpack and he used the wine to, to be disinfectant and oil on his, on his wounds. This is such a beautiful picture of, of whatever you've got in your hand, you can use to bring kindness and compassion to others. Okay, church, we're going to get specific now. What are we doing as a church in these programs with Vision Builders? Let's have a look at our slides. Um, we have quite a few different initiatives that we are doing. And the first one is we actually, and we heard it through Tony this morning, we have a ministry at C3 called C3 Cares. And this is a ministry of our church that offers practical help 
and shares the love of Jesus with people in our community that are doing it tough. C3 Cares is making a, just an extraordinary difference in different parts of our city. At the moment, we have three care centres here at Silverwater and Oxford Falls. And this year, we launched a care centre and an op shop in Maryland. You can see one of the pictures, that second one. Oh, can we have that picture up of C3 Cares? Um, we got it there. It's coming. Do a little drum roll. Pick's coming of the um, C3 Care Centre and Op Shop that has been started in Maryland's. Okay, we haven't got the slides. We'll keep going. I'll just keep talking and tell me when they come up. Okay, we've got them. So there's the Op Shop, that second one. And uh, let's keep reading. C3 Cares runs community outreach uh, meetings. They're often dinners, and we heard about the one at Auburn. On Friday night, just gone by, I went to the one at DY which was actually my first time that I'd ever been there. And it was just such a beautiful uh, event. Once again, the team went out onto the street, invited people in, and five people met Jesus that night. And I had some fantastic conversations with some people. Last year, 768 first-time visitors heard the gospel at one of these outreach meetings. That's good news, isn't it? C3 Cares, now listen to these stats, provided in this last year 4,500 items of clothing, 3,500 meals, 2,000 food hampers, 160,000 worth of goods, 266 people um, or families received crisis support and 200 people are participating in our job skills program. And this year coming up, we're going to be launching those cute little trailers, how cute are they? And they're going to be mobile food and clothing trailers which will allow us to take C3 Cares on the road and therefore meet, uh, be able to reach more people. <laughs> Our other Sydney in in initiatives that we are involved in are chaplaincy. And let me just share, as I go through what we have been doing, we are also just going to continue uh, to increase the reach of this. So chaplaincy. Our chaplains provide spiritual and pastoral support to many people in Sydney. At present, our C3 team of 36 chaplains, who I reckon that's impressive, 36 chaplains are serving in prisons, high schools, aged care, hospitals, areas of special needs and in the marketplace through Business Life Australia, which supports small business owners going through hard times. This year, we will continue to train chaplains at C3 College and continue to release more chaplains across Sydney. Another area of care work is scripture teaching. You know, so many kids get, uh, or people get saved at school. So scripture teaching is such a significant ministry. Our vision is to have scripture teachers in local public schools near all our locations. At present, we have 13 people in the team from three of our locations, Oxford Falls, Avalon and Maryland. Come on, Silverwater, we need some scripture teachers here. Um, we're, we're teaching in six local schools and we aim to continue to recruit and train new scripture teachers and reach into more schools that are connected into our Sydney locations. Another initiative that we do as a church is that every year we, we donate money to a couple of charities that are doing great work in Sydney. 
This year at the Love Sydney event at the Presence Conference, we supported uh, the, we gave $20,000 to White Ribbon, which works to end men's violence against women. And we also gave 20000 to the B Centre, which provides play therapy for young children experiencing emotional and behavioural problems. We also have other initiatives. Who thinks this is good news? We have many initiatives. And these are things that we have primarily been, been partnering with for many years and we will continue as we go into Vision Builders uh, this year to, to uh, keep partnering. And this one's particularly dear to Pat Nicehart is that we are supporting entrepreneur training for East Africa leaders. Uh, this is actually people in our C3 churches in East Africa and we're giving them business training and micro-enterprise loans to help people um, to be self-supporting in their families. We help Child Action Lanka, which is a ministry in Sri Lanka that feeds, educates, clothes and gives medical treatment to 2,000 street and disadvantaged children in 13 locations across Sri Lanka. Just last year... Uh, the Vision Builders supported the building of an educational facility in the north of Sri Lanka and a feeding centre in Kandy. Three other organisations that we partner with are Compassion. How many of you know Compassion? It's one of, um, one of the world's greatest international child development organisations and we particularly love it. It's a little bit like World Vision, but the difference is that Compassion partners with local churches and families together. And that's why we love compassion, changing the whole child. Um, we also support Lighthouse, which was actually an organisation birthed from a single mum in our Oxford Falls com um, community. She's an extraordinary lady, lady reaching out to people who have experienced domestic violence. And um, she's written a Moving Forward program. Last year, 110 clients went through the Moving uh, Forward program. Humpty Dumpty, this is the last one here. Humpty Dumpty, I love this one. You can see the picture up there. In the, we, Humpty Dumpty actually um, is all about buying equipment to save babies who are prenatal. And there's people in our church who have had children whose lives have actually been uh, saved because of the equipment that we have bought. How great is that? So let me just finish on a scripture. A scripture that I really love. You know, it's said before that God is pleased with us when we sacrifice and give to the needy. But there's also blessing that comes into your life. I think when we have a eyes to see, a heart to act. Sorry, got that wrong, didn't I? A heart to feel, feet, hands to act, <laughs> and faith to move. This is a good test when the, when the teacher gets it wrong. Proverbs 19.17 says this, Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. You will be rewarded, church, for whenever you reach out and help someone in need. Can I just have you all just close your eyes for a moment? Now, as you've heard this today, I mean, it's been a, a presentation on what we're doing as vision builders, but 
Also, I just want you to catch the heart of this. I want you to catch the heart of caring. The heart to not shut down when someone else is in need. And I just ask you just before God today, just say, Lord, give me eyes to see. Give me a heart that feels and hands that act. That I won't be like the the priest that turned away. Lord, help me to see when I need to see.